Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. Welcome to episode 62 of the Business Breakthrough Podcast. My guest today is Vova Tess. Vova, welcome to the show. Happy to be here. I am excited to have you. Guys, Vova has some really cool stuff to tell us, and he is still quite young. He is 17 years old, and he's a multi-six-figure e-commerce entrepreneur, social media influencer, and speaker. He's created multiple online businesses that range from making anywhere to monthly five figures to six figures in sales. He gives speeches at his very own high school, showing his fellow peers, look, I can do it, so can you. And he's been featured in many articles from the New York Journal to BuzzFeed. Vova, I'm excited to learn about dropshipping, and are you still in high school at, like, while we're recording? I got two months left, yep. Two months left. Wow. Wow. So I started my first business when I was 10 and I ran a business in high school also, but it did not hit five and six figures. Like, no, it, it, it did not. So tell what me business? about what? What business did you start at 10 years old? What did I, at 10 years old, I was selling my own handiwork. I was selling bracelets, um, name bracelets. Selling, at 10 years old, I was selling everything in my house on eBay. <laughs> yeah. Guess we're in the same boat, kind of. <laughs> That's awesome. There was no EB when I was 10. That was the problem. <laughs> I just had my classmates. I only had access to people that I could see in person um, and, and um, access like with like a parent in the background somewhere, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Internet's crazy. It is crazy. I wonder sometimes what I would have done if I was growing up today. I cannot even imagine, honestly. Gary Vee says the same thing. <laughs> he says 0% chance that he would have ever graduated high school. If he grew up today. Yeah, I'll agree. I don't think I, but I would have made way more money before I was 20. <laughs> that yeah. for sure. Yep. So you're already doing that. So tell me a little bit about, okay, so by 10, so you're obviously a natural entrepreneur. Um, by 10, you're already selling your house on eBay. How did you come into business at such a young age? Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I said, I was selling everything in my house on eBay, not my own house, but <laughs> yeah, everything in my house, like, uh, to games and stuff like that like my nintendo ds and wii and stuff like that um how i got into it so why i love entrepreneurship and why i will forever be an entrepreneur is because my mom lost her job in the 2008 financial crash and i was seven years old and we live in new york so it hit pretty hard here and she lost her job as long as, as other millions of people as well she worked for like cb cbs and she did, I don't know what she did, but she did something and she lost her job. And uh, at seven years old, I'm like, wow, I don't want anybody to determine my income but me. So that's that, why. That's I'm a pretty mature reflection for a seven-year-old. Well, yeah, it, I didn't like think about it all at once, but I, I do a lot of um, reprogramming as to why I do what I do now, how I grew up and and really go into the mind like why did i do this did something in my past cause me to do this now um why like i'm not an average 17 year old and i'm completely aware of that and i'm always wondering like why 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 so i always like engineer my brain and stuff 
Okay. So at seven, you're like, I don't want anyone to determine my income. And you decide at seven that you're going to go make money. Yeah. At seven, I didn't really take any action, but at 10, I did selling stuff in my house on eBay. Did anyone mind? Because I'm guessing you weren't the one who bought that stuff. Like as a parent, if my 10 year old right now went and started selling the stuff in my house, I wouldn't really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I definitely didn't buy it, but I didn't, it was like mine. So it was like my, my games and stuff like. Hey, um, I mean, they I, were gifts for you. They really belong to you. Well, yeah. So like Nintendo, I was like, man, I don't, I don't even play this game anymore. Let me sell it. Something like that. So I didn't like take my mom's clothes, like and stuff. <laughs> the house TV, the couch, <laughs> the cat. <laughs> yeah, I was selling like my Wii. Okay, fair enough. And so that kind of wet your appetite. You're like, hey, money. Yeah. And then what? And then um fast forwarding to about 13 years old, I had a PS4. And like every other teenager, and I play, well, I don't play anymore, but I used well, to. Well, not if and- you sold it. <laughs> <laughs> no, at 13, I, I bought like the newest one. It came out that year, and I was playing. But I was like, I liked it because I was playing with all my friends. But at the same time, I'm like, there's got to be something more. So I went ahead and started a YouTube channel, gaming. And I was getting tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of views. It got up to about 5 million views in total. And... Five million views on YouTube is around five thousand dollars. So at thirteen, from thirteen to fifteen years old, making like five thousand dollars a year off YouTube, it's pretty cool. So a couple hundred bucks a month in the bank, and then I worked like summer jobs to produce my income. Like in the summer, I so let's fast forward. Uh, so I'm seventeen now. At sixteen years old, I got a job as a lifeguard, and I completely hated that job. And during that job, I actually started drop shipping. What I used to do, I used to work in a basement. It had no service. And I used to download YouTube videos of drop shipping people I wanted to be like and I wanted to learn from. And then I used to download their videos and watch them in that basement. And I used to try to learn from them. I watched that and nothing ever worked. I was and every every paycheck I like made, I put back into Facebook ads. Everything I did, I put back in, kept trying to make an income and all that. And then one day, a product popped off. I made $1,500 in a single day on Shopify and quit my job that same day when I worked like eight hours minimum wage. So, Gotcha. So you were working at a lifeguard in a pool in a basement. And yeah. uh, instead of watching the kids swimming, you were watching YouTube. Yeah, so <laughs> there were no, no kids because it was gym. <laughs> and it was just like old people. And okay, fine. I was just messing with you. And it was a five-foot pool, and no, <laughs> the, the worst that's ever happened in 30 years was a paper cut. So <laughs> it sounds awful. I think I, yeah, I can't even imagine. I've also had some dumb jobs in my life, and um, I hear the brain fry. Sounds horrible. Yeah, I, uh, it's like so you make good use of your time. So can you explain to everyone a little more what is drop shipping? Because I think it's a term that gets thrown around. A lot of people don't understand it. Don't understand that it's something you can do with zero investment in terms of um, goods. Um, yes. You just have to be you're the conduit basically. So can you explain what what is the whole thing? How do you even hear about it? Uh, YouTube. Um, from Ty Lopez ads and stuff like that. I saw 15, 16 year olds making money. I'm like, why are they doing it? Why can't I? Um, what dropshipping is, you are essentially the middleman 
So let's say you have AliExpress. If anybody doesn't know what AliExpress is, it's the Chinese Amazon. You get products from there. You have your own Shopify store, which is your own website. Examples of the Shopify stores, Kylie Cosmetics, Kith, Fashion Nova, um, Gymshark. Those are all uh, Shopify stores. And um, what happens is you take products from AliExpress, you put them on your Shopify site, and then essentially, let's say you bought from my site, I would go ahead on AliExpress and send that product to, directly to your address. I wouldn't send it to mine and then yours. I would just send it to yours directly because you already paid. Let's say I'm selling something for 20 bucks, but I'm getting it myself for like $5. You already paid me $20. So I'm going to take your $20, take five of those dollars, pay for that item, and I keep 15. So. Right. And that's why job shipping is completely genius. But do you have it automated or do you have to manually go in? I mean, that would be super annoying. Someone buys something for 20 bucks and you've got to sit, even if it only takes you a minute and go order it and ship it to them. Or do you have software that links the two sites? Yeah, there is a software that links it. And then you just like press one button, all the information is put in. Also, I hire a virtual assistant through Upworks. Um, my guy lives in uh, Pakistan. Currency is obviously the United States dollar is a lot more than whatever currency they use. And I pay him around $10 a day and he fulfills those orders for me and those customer service for my websites. That so works. I love it. What's the name of the software that links the two sites? Oh, Berlo. It's how you import products and stuff. So you just literally, it's one click of a button and it goes ahead. So you go on Shopify, you go on apps and then you download Oberlo. Super nice. Simple. How do you spell that? O B E R L O. O B E R L O. Awesome. It's I never the, heard of it. That's very cool. It's the number one Shopify app. It's used to link them, to link AliExpress to Shopify so you can import products and also used to order. Gotcha. So we've got a great business model here. We create a Shopify store. We get a VA in Pakistan. We pay 10 bucks a day. We link the two stores. We pick products on AliExpress. And that's why people look at it. They're like, oh, genius. Except that, you know, as you just said, you kept pouring money into Facebook ads, pouring money, pouring money, and nothing was happening. So what there's still a science to driving the traffic to your Shopify store and you getting the sales versus the hundreds of thousands of other people who watch the same YouTube videos and are like, hey, I want money too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. So a drop shipping site is a lot of factors play into your drop shipping site work, working. So you have your website customization. It can't look like a scam. It has to look professional because nobody's going to buy from a website that doesn't look that good. Mm -hmm. um, then we have the product. There are millions of products on AliExpress. Most of them don't work, but you have to find what does work and what the market wants. Then you have the art and strategy with facebook ads you can't just upload a facebook and it's magically how it works at all um you have to uh know what you're doing and the best way to learn that is investing in a course or a mentor okay got it so we've got website customization making sure it looks good then we've got um Products. social presence but choosing the actual product yeah. and then we've got the actual social media ads which best not try to figure it out yourself. Just take a course from an expert or hire a mentor to walk you through it. Because if you dabble, you'll just be washing the same money down the toilet and make it take longer. 100%. Love it. So how do you find products though? You know, I feel like I, I actually dabbled on AliExpress for a while. I wasn't trying to sell anything. I was just trying to buy some stuff. And the choices gave me such a headache. Couldn't figure out if anything was going to be legit or just complete garbage. And I was like, forget it. I'm done. Yeah, most of the stuff is kind of garbage. Um, so you, the way you present it on your website, you have to make it look not garbage and make it look 
professional and all that. So sometimes I would even take the extra step in ordering the product myself and taking some high quality images or hiring a video guy to sending him the product or there's only two day shipping. Do you ever ship a product that you haven't tried? And if you do and it's garbage, what happens? Well, um, of course. So sometimes I wouldn't order the, the product myself. I would just take the images from uh, Google or whatever and make it look nice. Um, and if it is garbage, I mean, the person still bought, but obviously you can't really do much about it. Um, and they not... return it? They'll never come back and buy from you again, though. Exactly. That's that's kind of bad, but we're not really building a brand. Now, building a brand will last your lifetime, but dropshipping, it's uh, quick. Most dropshipping stores die after like three months just because... Um, the value isn't there. So you make a lot of money real, real quick. And then you take that money and invest it in some more sites. Now what I'm doing now, instead of that is actually building a long-term brand that's going to last me possibly like a couple of years, right? Like actually building a brand um, such as Fashion Nova. For the, the product being garbage, I mean, yeah, you could deal with returns. You could offer either a new item or you could offer a partial refund and they keep it. There's tons of ways to deal with it, but you're still making profit nonetheless. Okay. Well, if they return it, aren't you not making profit? Well, yeah, but that's one in however many that. Oh, you're saying most people don't bother. This is all cheap stuff. This is low ticket. They buy it for seven bucks. Like what, what kind of things are you selling? What did you build a store on? Yeah, my first store was necklaces. Pretty, pretty low ticket. Um, selling it for 20 bucks, buying it for two. Uh, and, but now I'm switching to high, higher ticket because it's just so much better. So I, I, one of my mentors, he's selling something for like 300 bucks and he's getting it for a hundred. Like, so, um, yeah, uh, returns, it's not as much of a problem as most people think. Um, it's easy, pretty easy to deal with and, it's cheaper for me to send them a new item than for me to accept a return. So I usually offer that. that. I hear that. Yeah. So can I be like super blunt? Um, this goes against everything I believe in business, which is serving the customer, building loyalty. I always believe in building a brand, even if it's not from a branding perspective, but from a, a trust perspective. And this feels to me, I'm, I'm not trying to be mean, but it just feels so dishonest and sleazy. <laughs> like, 100%. But when you are buying from AliExpress, millions of people are buying. You're literally showing the same exact images and the same exact everything. It's just that the price is higher. And now right, because you you're pretending that it's better. You're taking better pictures and you're creating a nicer site and you're just fooling people into thinking that the same cheap garbage is not such cheap garbage. I mean, it's not all cheap garbage. Like, tons of people are satisfied with whatever they buy so you're looking for products that solve a problem um hey, i mean someone needs a cheap necklace cheap necklace it pops up in their feed it's in their face they're like "Ooh, cheap necklace okay they go they buy it it's at least as good as they thought it was cool it's not they say hey i want my money back you're like cool it only cost me two bucks anyways here basically yeah gotcha. i mean yeah so yeah i understand where you're thinking about what you're thinking about it. And I, I thought about it myself, of course. Um, and everybody does. And even my parents said the same thing. Uh, but um, 
it's I'm not- just curious like how you make peace with it. Like I hear it, just, I don't know. I don't know how to make peace with something like that. Cause I don't, do you feel good at the end of the day where you're like, I just sold hundred thousand people cheap garbage. <laughs> how about this? Um, Tiffany and co there's a neck, there's a necklace that, that I see all the time. It's like, it says nine, two, five, New York. Um, and it, it's, it's $23 on AliExpress. The only difference between the AliExpress one and the Tiffany and co one is that Tiffany and co says Tiffany and co on it. It's 23 on AliExpress and it's 150 on Tiffany and co. But on so, AliExpress it's not actually silver. Yes. It, neither is it. It's the same exact thing. It's I made of the that. same material. No way. Yes, it is. It says the same exact thing. They can't sell real silver necklace for 20 bucks. Who is? I'm silver costs you. more. You think it's really made of the same stuff? All right, send me one. 100%. I'm going to test it. <laughs> 100%. Let me send you the link. <laughs> I'm telling you. Um, it's the same thing. But think about it like this. You know, Supreme? Supreme, yeah, because I'm in LA in West Hollywood. There's a Supreme down the block from me. Exactly. Supreme shirts are very 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 expensive correct correct and they're the same whatever garbage they probably make it for under five dollars i'm sure they do but that's their brand that's what a brand is a brand well, creates the exactly feeling what i'm doing i'm creating emotion and i'm creating a perceived brand okay okay all right all right i'll go with you you're and making I, them feel the way, better i didn't, I didn't create garbage it's not garbage. It, it's just cheap. Not garbage. Sorry, I'm not trying to be insulting. I'll, I'll stop. Not, um, whatever AliExpress stuff. But they feel better. They don't feel like it's as cheap, and they won't perceive it as as cheap because they, there was a branding element when they bought it that they felt like it was better. Exactly, and that's just the fault of the human mind. <laughs> not Fair enough. Fair also, enough. I, and I didn't create anything. I didn't think of drop shipping. There's millions of... No, no, no. hundreds of thousands of people doing it making way more money than i am um and by the way um fashion nova started off drop shipping for those i don't even know who fashion nova is honestly you don't know what fashion nova is it's <laughs> not the hottest, a clue the hottest brand out right now it's the number one fashion brand and it doesn't even have an online store it's, that's I mean, awesome it doesn't even have an in-person store it's all online haven't included so and it's a drop shipping brand they just take things off of aliexpress and send not, them not anymore it's the number one brand um it's um, influencers they pay influencers like cardi b kylie jenner um, kim kardashian all of those to wear their stuff and post instagram posts with it you know kylie jenner charges a million dollars for an instagram post i believe that i yep. totally believe that million dollars okay so i found the fashion nova store online yeah, it's no idea bad. what this is okay got it interesting They're okay like i hear you now i hear you and I'll, I'll concede that point if you've created a brand around this stuff you have added value to it yeah Bruce. cool you win <laughs> point is yours fair enough so we're selling necklaces break down the facebook ads for me for a minute also, are you just showing pictures yeah. of necklaces wanna, yeah yeah um, Absolutely not. Um, I mean, yeah, but you create either a video that's enticing or very popular now are meme style ads where it says something. Um, it's hard to explain instead of showing, um, but we've all bought something that 
looks really cool online or something like that. And it's not as cool in person. Right. So. But then you never go back again and you go, those stupid, disgusting people who tricked me. I remember I was a kid. Um, I must've been around 11 years old and there was this game. I'm going to date myself. I'm not that old. Um, it was called Thin Ice. And they had this whole commercial with like cartoon style, these penguins skating on ice. And, you know, you, you, um, you know, you put these things on and then if the ice breaks, you know, you're out. Yeah. Uh, you get I... the concept. They show this whole cool thing, penguins on ice and like too many penguins and the ice breaks and, and you're out. Let me give you another example. 24 hour fitness, at least in Brooklyn, isn't 24 hours. Isn't that a scam? It's a total scam. <laughs> it is. And this is my passion. I really believe in what I call truthful marketing, which is marketing from your place of truth, but still knowing the truth about marketing. Um, but it is a certain amount of, of integrity that may or may not exist in various business communities. Wait, I need to tell you about Thin Ice. Can I tell you about Thin Ice? Go ahead. Okay. Penguins, cool commercial, penguins skating on ice. And when there were too many penguins, the ice breaks. And I remember begging my parents. It was like a board game or something. I'm like begging, begging. The game looks so cool. The game looks so cool. The game looks so cool. The game comes, okay? It is a little packet of tissues, like a travel tissue package, a bowl for you to put water in, a bunch of marbles, and a, a circle um, thing for you to stretch the tissue over. And you're supposed to play. You stretch the tissue over this circle thing. You dip the marbles in water. And when you put on too many marbles, they fall through the tissue. Okay. And I remember as a kid feeling so messed over, so fooled, so duped. I think that was probably my beginning of my journey into marketing, actually, um, if I think about it now. I just remember feeling so like once over it. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, and I guess that's where my passion comes from for like, don't do that. It's not nice. I hate, I ordered something, I think from Amazon and it looked like this amazing, it was like a leopard print skirt. It came, it like barely fits my daughter. It's like the cheapest, like most trashy fabric. So they just refunded me, right? It was probably a drop shipper. That's probably what it was. And they didn't even know what it was. The description was wrong. It was probably really a kid's skirt, not an adult skirt. So it was like a kid's medium and not an adult medium. So it was tiny. It was this cheap, whatever fabric. But you know what? I don't know. I guess in the scheme of things, no loss, right? I ordered a skirt and I got my money back. They give my money back. Yeah, I'll give you your money back too if you don't like what I, I, I sell. I hear it. I hear it. But I'll tell you what, I still don't have a skirt because I didn't find another one. <laughs> I never got back to it. So I guess that this is my personal pet peeve, right? They wasted my time and my energy and my excitement. I really wanted that skirt. Now I don't have one. I don't know. All right. We'll leave it for now. Um, so the whole concept is that you take stuff other people make. You're not even white labeling, right? I could, but it costs extra. And that is to find a private supplier. You can't do it directly through AliExpress. And uh, yeah, I haven't started that yet, but I'm in the process of doing that. Okay. Gotcha. So guys, just for all of you listening, white labeling is where you as if turn the label white and just put your brand on the label of whatever it is, the item is. So I guess tell me a little bit more about this new brand that you're building that is going to be a brand. So if it's a brand, then people have to kind of like you because you want them to come back again. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to test a lot of drop shipping products 
And when one pops off, I will turn that product into a brand. So I'm not making a brand like, ooh, I like fashion. Let me make a fashion brand. That's not what I'm doing. I'm going to test a bunch of things and whatever works. Let's say a dog product works. I'm going to go ahead and make my whole store about dogs if that does work. But I don't want to do, I don't want to make my whole store about dogs before the dog product works. Because what if I make my whole store about dogs and the dog product is a complete failure? Now I have to revamp my whole site. So I don't want to go through that. I'd rather do that after it's already working. Okay. But then what about the stuff you've already done? Meaning the necklaces, was there a site dedicated to necklaces? Yeah, there was. But if it worked, so how does it, it so does. let me understand, is it that there's no lasting because it isn't brand loyalty because these are one-off products? Meaning why couldn't your brand wow. be necklaces already? You did it, it worked, where'd it go? Uh, so the, the trend of the necklace died out. It was a very specific moon necklace and there was an ad associated with it. And a lot of people, it was a very popular product at the time. Let me give you an example. Why aren't fidget spinners popular anymore? I hear you're using trending items. I mean, why fidget, why, why, why are fidget spinners a trend? Like why, why can't it last forever? It's a great it's, question. What makes something trend? What makes it die? It was meant for kids with ADHD, no? Right? Um, originally, like the woman who invented it, invented it um, as a focusing tool. Um, yeah. What actually happened is her patent expired, and then a bunch of people knocked it off and made it massive. Mm. She had oh. made it actually over 20 years ago. Right, exactly. So ADHD didn't go away. Like, that still no, exists. but the ability to bring something to market at the speed that people can now, everything's a bell curve. Yeah, everything, it starts slow, it goes up, 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 it tips, and then it goes down. That cycle used to last way longer. Those cycles are now super, super short for a trending item. That's why we gotta be always on the next trend. Gotcha. So it sounds like drop shipping mostly, correct me if I'm wrong, capitalizes on a trend. It's kind of like a quick money checkout thing. Sort of. Yeah. Sort of. Okay, fair enough. So you're gonna kind of test what's trending build a store around it, but then how do you know it won't die in three months? I don't. So how does that become a lasting brand? It might not. And then I'll create more and more and more and more. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. And I hear you. you're young. Why not? Like, this is just fun. And I think that is really what the entrepreneurial journey is all about. It's fun. It's fun to create businesses, to make things. Um, so tell me a little more about this social media branding stuff. Yeah. So you mean personal branding? Um, so you said you're building much more on social media now, right? Trying to build a, a personal brand. What does that mean for you? What did you do for it? A lot of people look at social media as this like, you know, black box, got to crack the code and everyone's got a different way of cracking the code. So what's your way? So yeah, I brand myself on Instagram. I'm speaking at actually my first ever event I'm speaking at in two days, NetCon in New York City. Cool. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, 10 other seven-figure, eight-figure eight entrepreneurs. One guy did a billion dollars with a B in door-to-door -door sales. I'm um, literally sharing the stage with him. Like, insane. He owns a Lambo. Um, that's just okay. it. That's the way people prove credibility nowadays. <laughs> in in the world you're in, yes. In the world you're in, it's me and my Lamborghini in the background, um, and that means you've made it. Hi, Lopez. Yeah. Yes. 
It's, it's, it's his following. I totally had it. I taught entrepreneurship in some local high schools the last few years. And I had a couple students who were like super Ty Lopez fans. Um, and I was just like, I didn't even know who he was at that point. Cause his stuff, it's so not my world. Um, and I checked him out. I'm just like, Oh my gosh. What is it? What is my world? Um, small business entrepreneurship, but the kind of stuff that you build and it can last you not a few years, but 10, 20, 30 years and grow bigger and bigger and bigger. Start out as five, then turn into six, then it turn into seven, possibly even into eight, something you can live on and live in and enjoy. And it might change, it might not, but it's something that, that you build and you can kind of sit on top of and just smile because you know you brought something amazing to the world and you love it. That's my world. Okay. <laughs> we're on it's like, a little different. We're in like different countries, but on the same planet, basically. Yes, fair enough. Fair enough. Like I look at the Ty Lopez's and I'm just like, please, I'm sorry. Something stuck in my throat. Um, but then there are people like you look at him and you're like, he's a god and he's helped you make so much money and it's amazing. And I think everyone's kind of got their place. I don't, it's, for me, it's not a judgment thing. It's everyone's got their place. Everyone appeals to someone. And I really like, and I, do, I did concede the point to you, right? Everyone provides value in a different way. So you're not building a brand where people are going to say, wow, that product was amazing. It exceeded my expectations. I'm going to come back again and again. I'm going to bookmark this store. They're probably not doing that. It's a trending item. They bought it once. They're never going to buy it again. Maybe they liked it. Maybe they didn't like it so much. Maybe they didn't bother returning. It doesn't matter. Um, but you are fulfilling the need for them to get a trending item and feeling better about it. And also they can't find it on AliExpress. They're like they, me. They think AliExpress is like this giant nightmare of too many things with too many they, options no, that are probably, they, probably garbage. They think they're too good for AliExpress. They think, I hear. Okay, so I don't think I'm too good for it. I just can't find anything. Uh, yes, yeah, so some people are like, I'm not buying this $1 necklace. Oh, but I see this $20 necklace on this other site. But the $20 one is definitely better. Definitely better. Yeah, and again, that fills a need. It fills a need, and I won't deny that. It's just, and it's different. Same planet, different countries. I'm with you. I'm going to agree with you. Um, okay, so on that note, um, what's a current struggle in the business? I kind of feel like we really touched upon it, which is that there is no lasting brand unless yes. there's a different struggle. But you always have to start again. Struggles are Facebook being a pain in the butt. Um, so like Facebook is, always, <laughs> Facebook is always updating their algorithm. So you always got to be on with the, maybe this worked six months ago, but it doesn't work now. Like that is a real thing. People that could have built something six months ago and they haven't touched Facebook ads since, and they would suck at it now. They could literally call themselves an expert a year ago, but they might completely not even understand the platform anymore and what works so there's you have to keep up with the strategies um the trends always um seasonal products are good as well so for valentine's day i'm not sure if you saw the rose bear no see i'm so not into trending stuff like i have kids so of course we have fidget spinners in every color and every size and every whatever um but i almost don't use facebook at all these days i use linkedin for most of my social media business um, i'm on instagram somewhat as well and if i check into facebook once every week or so to see if anybody like i don't know went on a cool vacation or had a kid so i like keep up with my friends like that's almost how i use it so i almost don't even get targeted yeah, when I say Facebook ads, by the way, I also mean Instagram because Facebook owns Instagram. 
Understood. So I don't, I don't look at my Instagram feed either. <laughs> I am so not the target for any of these things. I'm a very hard sell also because I know all of the science behind all the marketing, right? From since they sold me that terrible thin ice board game when I was 10, I'm a hard sell. That's it. You can't fool me with cool cartoon penguins. I know it's just a packet of tissues. I know. I know that's what you're trying to sell me. Have your have it. ever showed you something be like, I really want this. And then you just know it's like a piece of garbage. And I tell them. Yep. And I tell them. <laughs> I totally do. No, it's really good. Like, trust me. Like, yeah. And I'm like, no, trust me. I'll take you. They're, they'll be in the park, right? And in the park, they're like these toy carts. These guys are selling the same stuff from the 99 cent store for five, seven dollars. I might as well be like, please, please, please. I'm like, no, this stuff comes from the 99 cent store. I will drive you to the 99 cent store and you can go buy it there. Do you? I mean, if you do that in Proto Point once, that'll always be remembered. So I did it already. <laughs> I actually did it. And my kid, one of my sons was shocked. He's like, it's the same gun. I'm like, oh, he's like, but it's only a dollar. I'm like, uh-huh. Do you think I was joking? Like, what do you think? Do you think I drove you here for fun because I had nothing else to do? No, I meant it. Well, I wish it's value. Not. It's value. Yeah, no, because I hate it. It just, it, ugh, my blood boils. Wait, we were saying something else. Facebook ads. Yes. Always changing. Yes. Um, always shifting, always moving. And it's one of the reasons we always bring in external contractors. Um, I, I don't do them in-house because whoever's doing it has to be so up to date. And uh, I don't personally bother learning it. I studied it for a while just to understand the whole process um, to know what I'd be looking for in a hire. And then if you don't keep up on it, you're done. 100% agreed. Um, so yeah, you got to always, well, either you don't have to bring in new people, but you just have one guy that's like, that's his life. Yeah. Kind of my life. <laughs> I hear that. So where, um, for, for all of our listeners who do want to, like, I hear a lot of times people say like, do you think I could do my own Facebook ads? I'm always like, no. Um, would you say the same thing or could you recommend something to our listeners if they do want to do it themselves, if they don't have the budget to hire necessarily, um, where would be the best place for them to keep updated, to keep learning? Well, if you want to hire someone, offer them a 50-50 profit share. Um, they might be interested in that. Most will most will want a flat fee. If you want to learn it, um, there's tons of courses out there, but there's just take a Facebook ads course, um, I guess. Uh, I teach more Facebook ads into dropshipping, but there's also... It's better to learn social media marketing Facebook ads. So on how to market a local business or a small business, that's a different type of marketing than selling something online. Right. Um, E-commerce is totally different. And again, I would say the difference is in one place, you have to also really worry about brand and brand image and client customer loyalty and all that stuff. And in the other, you're really just making a quick sell. Like this, want this, buy this, bye. You are perceiving not that you're perceiving as if but it is just because i don't have 10 employees doesn't mean my i still don't run like you know oh totally not i happen to believe that you are a real business no matter how big you are if you are trading value for value you are giving something of value you're getting something of value like cash that's a business. It doesn't need to be any specific size. I don't care if you run it from your cell phone in a lobby, from your basement, from your bedroom, from the hotel bathroom. I don't care. It's a business. 
Yeah. Also, people really, really want their money back. They can literally just call the bank and be like, I don't like this. I want a refund on this. The bank will say something, or you could just say, I didn't order this, and you literally get your money back. And I actually, let's say I, charge, I sell something for 20 and somebody does that, it's called a chargeback. I would get um, charged 35 instead of 20. No which, way. Yeah. Which that's sucks. super annoying. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to build the brand. I hear. Well, if you find stuff that you know is quality, you probably get a lot less of that, no? Yeah. I if mean, you test it. 100%. So can I tell you what I, what I teach as building a brand? We teach the same thing. The difference is the loyalty piece. Yeah, so you a lifetime value. But honestly, dropshipping is a quick buck. Like yeah. my clients, during Black Friday, we had quote unquote Black Friday sale. We were selling something for 40 bucks and just saying it was like 80% off. But instead of lowering the price from 40, we just lowered the, we just upped the compare app price. So let's say we were doing 50% off from 80 to 40. We would just do 80% off from 40 to about a math, but whatever 80% off 40 is. Um, so that's what we did. And in Black Friday during that week, we made $112,000 in sales in one week. I believe you. And what I was doing on Black Friday was giving a class to high schoolers on marketing manipulations, explaining to them that on Black Friday, all that happens is that people jack up the prices and they tell you it's a discount. So don't be fooled and wait till February to shop. <laughs> I'm I mean, not joking. Yeah, yeah. That's actually where I was on Black Friday. That's what I was doing. You should have been selling on Black Friday. Ah, different strokes for different folks. Everyone's got their path. <laughs> but but thank you for joining me. I hope you don't mind that I um I like I picked on you a little bit. <laughs> the podcasts I go on, they're all familiar with dropshipping. So it's nice to have someone who's not one hundred percent knows everything about it and so I could educate. Totally. And you know what? I bet some of our listeners are going, SD, like, that's nice, but it's 2019. There's money to be made. Like, forget whatever you're saying. I'm doing this. This is brilliant. Uh, so there's something for everybody. So where can people find out more about you and your yeah. brand and your latest stuff? Yeah, at Vovates, V-O-V-A-T-E-S-S on Instagram. Um, same thing on Facebook and, uh, yeah, that's me and my podcast, the future leaders podcast on Apple podcasts and SoundCloud and Spotify and stuff. You could just type in my name as well. That'll pop up. Awesome. So guys, we'll put all those links at sdran.com slash 62. Um, so I like to surprise my guests at the end and ask for a quote. I love quotes. Um, I love kind of summarizing wisdom into like a little thing. Doesn't have to be your favorite one of all time, but it can. Or just like any kind of thought that pops into mind and send everyone on their day with. Uh, can I quote somebody else? Of course. Doesn't have to be yours. My favorite <laughs> quote is not mine. It's my yearbook quote, actually. Um, okay. my if it's by Albert Einstein, if you judge a fish on its ability to climb a tree, it'll live its whole life thinking it's dumb. Oh, I love it. And that's school for me, literally. I was judged on my ability for um, environmental science. Like, as if environmental science is me failing that class is going to 
have any say in how successful I'm going to be in the future. But the school system makes me think that way because my average is a 55. Right? Yeah, but it, different kinds of intelligence. I talk about it all the time. School is there to teach you how to follow rules. So if you want to go into corporate America, great idea. Follow all the rules in school. You'll follow all the rules at work and you're yeah. great. You want to go into entrepreneurship? There's definitely stuff to be learned. And I went and I have a college degree, um, but I work with so many super successful entrepreneurs who never even finished high school. So kudos to you exactly, for finishing um, it off. Yeah. So my mentor didn't finish high school. He dropped out 10th grade. Um, now he's very well off. Uh, what's it called? I was going to say something. What I did like you that quote a lot. Yeah, thanks. What did you, can you repeat that last part? Um, oh, I'm yeah. Saying Harvard, that you don't... Harvard came out with an online course on entrepreneurship just yes, like yesterday, I think. It's like a thousand bucks. It's four weeks. Nice. So I'm not going to buy it, but I'm interested to see what, what they could offer. But it is, it's going to be big business probably. I would be interested to see it also for a thousand bucks. Like what, what does Harvard have to say about entrepreneurship? That does sound interesting. We should check that out. Mm -hmm. Well, Boba, thank you so much. That was a great quote. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for arguing with me. And guys, for all of you listening, um, subscribe, obviously, and reviews. I want your reviews. We sit here every week. Boba give his time. I give you my time. You give me your time. Two minutes. That's it. Go on iTunes. Leave me a review. Let me know what you love. Let me know you love more. You can find all of these links at sdran.com slash 62, including Obello, Oberlo, which sounds really cool, where you can link up Alibaba and Shopify, and we will catch you next week. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdran.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?